morning. Um, Carol and Dirk are here. Carol has requested a, uh, four translations of the, the old or the New Testament, and we went and made sure she only not only had the New Testament, but she had the um, the Old Testament too. So would you take those books back to her? Father, this morning as we thank you, we'll be discussing um, 
Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10, Luke chapter 19, 1 through 10, we ask your blessing upon your scripture, Lord, as we read that scripture, and we thank you, Father, for the attendance of Carol and Dirk, and we thank you, Father, for their faithfulness and, and chronicling our, our giving, and, and it's just a real task for so many people, and they seem to make our job easy, and we just pray, Father, that as they look at these four translations of the Bible, it's just a, a small token of their, their giftedness to our church and the stewardship of their time. And we thank you, Lord, for that that no one, it's too bad, too bad to be saved, but beyond the power of, of Christ's grace. And as we examine that, we secondly, we learn how little and insignificant are the things on which a soul's salvation often turns. And Father, we are told that Zacchaeus sought to see Jesus, who he was, and, and could not because he was little. He was little in stature. And that he regarded us as our stature and our various means of shortcomings that the world may look as we can all come to Christ. Clearly, Lord, we can learn from these verses how Christ's free compassion for sinners and Christ's power to change hearts. And we just pray those who are listening today, Lord, that they would realize that
morning, brothers and sisters. The first thing we, I'd like to point out about this passage is Zacchaeus was a tax collector. That was the bottom of the social barrel in, in, uh, in Jerusalem because what they did was they took people's belongings and money and gave it to the Roman government. I really can't really imagine much worse of a person. People look at him like uh, he was an outcast society, society. But he was what I would call underdogs. And he, when the crowd, crowds came to see Jesus, he, he was unable to see Jesus, but he knew he wanted to see the Savior. So what he did was he climbed a tree. What an example. This is a great example for any of us at any time when we want to get to see Jesus in our lives, we should do what it takes to get there. You gotta push stuff aside, get out of your view, get out of your way, so that you can see and concentrate on Jesus himself, the man, the God. Zacchaeus was completely to the culture, but you know what? He did know that he needed one thing. He needed and wanted to see Jesus. That should be on all of ours at any time. I mentioned in Sunday school this morning about seeing Jesus, we should be myopic. Myopic means you have your eye on one thing and all the rest of it falls away because your single minded concentration goes on Jesus Christ. May we all have myopic vision when it comes to Savior. And I think Zacchaeus had myopic vision. That's why he climbed the tree. Heck, he probably, he probably could hardly reach the branches to climb the tree. He was so short. But you know what? He did what it took to get to Jesus Christ so you could see him.
all we need to become friends. And we learned secondly from these verses how little and how insignificant are the things on which a soul's salvation often turns. We are told that Zacchaeus sought to see Jesus and to see Jesus who, who he was and could not because he was little of stature. A number of years ago we had a former president of the United States make an undeclared stop at Toulouse and security was, was heightened. Everybody wanted to get close to Bill Clinton and they had all kinds of means of elevation and some would stand in the, the wings of planes to see this individual. Can you imagine what was going on in Jesus' day in little Zacchaeus? He was little of stature. Curiosity and nothing but curiosity appeared to have been the motive of his mind. But curiosity was aroused. Zacchaeus was determined to gratify it. And rather than not see Jesus, he ran out before along the road and he climbed up into a tree, a sycamore tree. And upon that little action, as far as one's eyes can see, there it hinged the, the salvation, hinged the salvation of his soul. Our Lord stopped under that tree and said, Come down, come down, I, I must abide, abide at your home. Imagine abiding with Jesus in your home. There should be an activity daily that we ask God's blessing upon our food and our meals. <clears throat> that very night, I believe he laid down the cushion. We must never despise the days of small things according to Zechariah 4.10. We must never reckon anything little that that concerns the soul. The ways by which the Holy Ghost leads men and women, boys and girls to Christ are very wonderful and very powerful and very mysterious. He is often beginning in a heart, a work, which shall stand eternity when an onlooker observes nothing who may look at, at nothingness firmly and never let them go. Their price is above rubies, rubies of grace. I remember weekend, I wonder how many years ago we spent a whole day talking about grace. Grace, grace, free grace. Because the only thought was gave individuals rest in the dying hour. <laughs> You've probably been with any of loved ones that they breathe their last breath. Let us proclaim these doctrines confidently.
Let us let us follow this Christian gracious which is formerly most habitually neglected. But in any case, a believer should so live that they only know that they are a believer. There should never be a question in the lives of those who come in contact with that they were a believer and follower of Christ. That faith is not purified.
Thank you. 